Uh, hey, Neil Brennan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dates. Oh, we're doing everything again. Yeah, man. We did Sept- a dry start, and we're now we're doing a wet one. Hey, Sept- September 12, 13, 14. Punchline, San Francisco. Come fuck with me. You're so good to me, San Francisco, Oakland area. Come fuck with me. Fuck with the boy. September 12, 13, 14. And then DC, I'm going to be in you 10, 11, 12 of October. Uh, hi, everybody. It's Moshe Kasher. I've got some shows coming up. September 7th through the 9th, I'll be at the Nevada City Film Festival. The comedy shows that DJ Doug Pound is, uh, cor- is putting together. He did not ask Neil Brennan to Hurts be upon. I like don't know what that's hell. about. I can't say. I think we all know what that's about. I think so. But listen, I'm going to be there. Uh, also, September 12th through the 14th, I'll be at the Up Comedy Club at the Second City in Chicago. September 21st, I'll be at Lola's Room in Portland. And September 22nd, I'll be at the Triple Door in Seattle. Plus, I'll be at the, ben- the uh, I think it's the Benson Ball or something that TIG is putting on in Washington, D.C., a comedy festival, October 11th, 12th, 13th. Hey, I've got an album out, too. It's live in Oakland. If you don't have Netflix streaming, you can buy my album. It's available on Amazon. It's a CD-DVD combo. Speaking of buying shit. Go buy a t-shirt, Champs t-shirt, blue collar distro, forward slash the champs. Come fuck with us on your own chest. Uh, let's begin Those the podcast. Those are good shirts, though. They're good shirts, Legitimately. man. I li- I'm happy when I see them. No one's mad. Uh, let's, let's begin the show. Our guest refuses to promote himself. Wait, hold on. I have, I have things. Uh-oh. Here Do he you? comes. Yes. He Hello. checked his phone. Hello. Yo. Hello. This is bus driver. Uh, yeah. Am I? You're hip-hop handle-wise. I can't help it. Um, this is bus driver. And I do not have dates currently, but I will have dates with Cool AD at the end of the year. Thank you. Go see him. Go fuck with him. And now, let's <laughs> all begin. over, all over the Northwest. The Thank show. Now you're fucking with the champs. Yeah. So that's yeah. him, guys. That's bus driver that you just heard. He's our guest today. This is exciting stuff. Uh, this this fucking guy. This this fella. When we had Questlove on the show, he named this rapper bus driver as uh, one of his favorites. One of his faves, and I ha- have been knowing. About this, the, well, oh, I didn't know we were talking about whether we'd been known because I've been, I've been known. known. No, I've been been known. <laughs> the like problem, I, I'll tell you, the problem with iTunes, you don't know who does what. Okay, I didn't. I like. I kind of knew, and then I like specifically went. I'm like, oh, those songs, because yeah, yeah, yeah. like I have just like a you know, you just go, oh, I like this song, yeah, and then you go, oh, that's that guy, that's the one. We will have just played him. We just did play him, and he's a great. MC, he's a wonderful rapper. He's a Los Angeles native, and um, what would what do we call him? An impresario, impresario artist. Let's just go artist. Um, How do you describe? I'm pretty. Yourself? Di- I'm pretty dignified. Thank you. Yeah, he's wearing a top hat right now. You can't see it, guys. But how do you describe yourself? Just a. Um, I am a. Uh, I'm a rap artist. Yeah. I'm a recording artist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Talk to us. How did you get? How did you get? Get into all this shit. Yeah, how does a how does a kid start rapping in L.A.? And when did you start rapping? Probably when I was like thirteen. I was serious into it. And you know what really got me started was the new craze of kid groups at the time. Groups like Crisscross, sure, sure, and um, ABC. They were really Another fun. Creation. Did you ever wear your uh, overalls backwards? I tried to once. 
It didn't work. With I me tried now. to once as well, and I felt like a buffoon. Well, I couldn't go outside doing that, so I was like, "Did you?" I feel like you probably went outside. Masha. I went to school, I think, and then I was just like, "What the hell am I doing? This is stupid." And then, you know, I was just trying too hard. It's it's uh, it's tough embracing rap at an early age, but from there, I just kind of embraced my local scene, and uh, in that, I kind of started going to this open mic that was near me in kind of like the Crenshaw District. I was in Mid City, and this place was in the Crenshaw District. It was called the Good Life Cafe. And I was told those were the best rappers in the world were. Right. I saw that documentary about, it was AC Alone and company. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Were, those, were those the guys that you were early rapping with? Yeah. Like groups like the Freestyle Fellowship, which are a very influential LA rap group. They kind of came from there. And uh, a lot of people passed through like the Dog Pound. Like everyone, it, be kinda, it became the hub for real rap in LA at a time where that mattered. You know? Wait, right. So the Dog Pound would come through and you guys... <clears throat> Would was there was some kind of weird thing about like the the message that they had versus the message that was or was everything sort of no. welcome there? Well, here's I want to get this out of the way because I think it's important. Um, the kind of ethical battle in rap isn't necessarily manufactured, but it doesn't really apply to people on a person, you know, in, on an interpersonal level. And uh, the Good Life Cafe was just about rhyming and virtuosity and who. Who can blow up there? And, uh, you know, blow ups didn't necessarily mean that you had to be respecting women and, you know, against firearms. <laughs> you right. know, you can, it's, <laughs> it, it involved a wide variety of things. You can be talking about a mythical lamb at the end of the galaxy that you've named, or you can be talking about, oh, I'm pimping these hoes. You know, right. either way, if you arrive at a blow up, you're okay. And Daz would be like, hey, man, I like that mythical lamb shit. <laughs> Real you shit. You fuck with Daz so hard, it's bananas. What do you mean? You love Daz. I love the dog pound. I mean, I know I, you love the dog. I love Snoop. I'm I, cool I love, with the dog pound. I I love Snoop. Corrupt is my favorite. Corrupt is great, right? Corrupt. It, and honestly, if he gave a fuck about a bitch, he would always be broke. So what was he to do? Like he can't. You know what I mean? He's got to make his money. Those are those are morals to live by. Um, I mean, do you ever get tired though? Do you do you ever feel like listening to? Because uh, like I, I I grew up on hip hop, and sometimes I get tired of the message uh, within the the. I mean, it, it beleaguers me to listen to the same message of misogyny within that section, that yeah. sliver of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. At your age, do you ever feel like right now? Yeah. Well, it's also how long you've been doing it. Because it's like Jay-Z just wrote his 17th autobiography. Uh-huh. And it's just right, like right. you can't do... How many times can you tell the same story? Yeah. Right. Say who you are. Which is why a mythical lamb is better, because it's in the ether of imagination. Rap is very vast, you know. What's your approach in terms of personal shit or... Or mythical lamb shit. Well, it just whatever strikes you. Yeah, that's 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 why I feel. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have a lot of hangups for rap because I just look at what the dudes are doing and I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if there's something intriguing about you, you know, that I can jive with, I'm into it. Like, I like this one group called Rat King. They're a New York underground rap group. The music sounds weird and like haphazard, but they they really mean it. You know what I mean? Right. And I fuck with them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're not big. They're not super hood or super rat king. Rat king. You know what I mean? Rat king. And I that's don't. N- no one knows who they are. I found them. You know what I mean? And that's what rap is right now. It's just the internet is like 
brewing over with just all these random incredible groups. Right. Yeah. So like I don't know how to pinpoint where rap is. You know, I know people think, oh, Trinidad James and oh shit, hoes popping in the club. That's a part of rap. But it's just one hemisphere of it. You know right. what I mean? But but I will admit that dudes do write the songs write the same song a hundred times over and over again. Like I don't it's funny that you brought up Jay Z. That's really what I how I felt about him with his last record. Like I feel like he kinda hit a wall. Yeah. Yeah. He's like hit a wall made of diamonds and caviar. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm so no, impressed with my lifestyle. That's <laughs> my wall over. <laughs> he's like, because here's his message. He's like, I'm so impressed with my lifestyle. So are you. Like we're all so impressed by it. Like let's just let's just let's just talk about it for a second. That's right. that's pretty yeah. much what the songs are. And that's fine. But he he's writing very lazily, you know what I mean. But yeah. but oh, that's fine. Beef, what dude, I we got beef, that, beef, what beef. I find no. that with these hip hop no, guys is like music people in general, and I don't know how it is for like less labely, less ten grand for studio time. All they do is gas each other up. They just constantly like, oh, this is shit. This is this that shit. It's oh, like, this is gonna be the one, man. We got to take this shit to the club right now. Da, 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 da. So they lose sight of like someone going like no right well it's just like Hollywood right it's the same kind of yeah thing but Hollywood the, especially comedy is like oh you can bomb this afternoon right like I can see to it th- uh, you can be bombing by eight I mean the conventional wisdom with with rap is like um, is that the reason that that's difficult is because rap is all about like a kid talking about what he went through. And so a person's first album is like, holy shit, look what this guy went through. But then that person gets rich and famous on that first album. The next thing is like what I've been through in the last five, you know, two years is Bentley's. Once it stops being, it's aspirational. And then once it's, once you reach all your aspirations, then it's like, I have a Basquiat. Well, that's, well, well, that's the thing is that no one reaches their aspirations. You don't don't think Jay-Z has? I mean, he does. Monetarily, I mean? Because most of his shit was just about. I'm just thinking about the average rap listener. And the things that they gravitate to that aren't necessarily Jay-Z, you know, right. that define their tastes. Right. Because everyone has their groups. They're like, oh, I like this group. You right. Know, no one fucks with them, but I fuck with them. You know, and everyone has those. And uh, to me, that's more interesting than what Jay-Z does. I mean, what Jay-Z, how to analyze that is pretty easy. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But... um Anyway. Well, you're a pretty complex rapper. I mean, yeah, but I, what I'm trying to do is I'm pointing to the fringe. Rap is the fringe. You know what I mean? It really is. It's a it's guerrilla warfare. It really is. It's not like dudes and cars rolling up. It's that, but it's like guys with cameras on the internet running around writing weird notes and scurrying off and going to Berlin and coming back. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of where rap. I mean, that's where I live in rap, and that's where I see everyone in rap kind of being you know what i mean that's where you started and that's and you're sort of like you're almost like a club rat you're like a gym rat for for hip-hop what do you mean by that? gym rat in like uh like basketball guys <laughs> who just like go to the fucking gym they just like playing for four hours a day <laughs> and you're just fucking about the shit like the nba shit is less like less attractive the sort of is that is that what you're getting at? Or no, I'm not that? saying. I'm not. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, no, no. I no, wouldn't blame you. I would definitely blame you. <laughs> no, you the, blame me. The no, the, the NBA. The NBA is always attractive. What I'm saying is that now more than ever. Um, <laughs> basketball analogies. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you use that because yeah. rappers always use basketball yeah. analogies. You know, Michael Jordan, see back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't 
do that anymore, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do it. <laughs> um, rap's NBA. Rap is rap is you know the NBA rap, rap more now than ever is being influenced by the small courts you know around it you know right. what I mean like and that's why it's important to pay attention to it because like the Jay Z record was full of just these SoundCloud producers and random yeah. guys you know what I mean and that's is that really true? there was yeah. like a sixteen year old girl oh, wow. one of them. yeah and it's like producers who came from the fringe and that's why to me that's why to me rap is interesting right now because. It isn't as it can't. It can be homogenous for you, but if you dig like like one layer deeper, it unfurls right. into this weird world of music nerds, dedicated rappers, and just fashion people or art people. You know, and it's and it's it's weird. What do you make of guys like Jay Z or Kanye yeah. going mining that? Yeah, I, I mean, do you do you resent it or it's like good? Let some girl in Toronto, some sixteen-year-old girl, make some money and get some shine, and or do you feel like they're co-opting something that they're not necessarily a part of, and they just go, "I like that sound." Come with me, Hudson Mohawk, or yeah, yeah. Uh, the rap economy dictates that they do that because no one buys rap, right? And they got to be on the cutting edge, <laughs> regardless wherever that cutting edge is. They need to find it and apply it to their shit. And be that new shit, you know, and that's I understand that business model. That makes sense. And that's what they do. And it's, you know, it's aggressively competitive because now, like Kanye West's record, um, it sounded like a record from a a record that a guy did from the Internet. This guy, Travis Scott, who Mm -hmm. is kind of under Kanye West's wing due to his sound. But like the record that he did kind of really pulls from the last tape he did, you know, that no one, a lot of people didn't really hear. Pulled from Travis's tape? Yeah, yeah. The Yeezus pulled from Travis. Yeah, yeah. What was the, the name of Travis's mixtape? Um, Owl something. Yeah. <laughs> mythical yeah. Lamb. Not <laughs> Mythical Lamb. Yeah. Anyway, but but it's like a textbook case, you know. Travis got, got the sound. Kanye West got the platform. I mean, and they both, you know, and you know, and the, and the um, Yeezus thing kind of just absorbs that and, you know, gives it a different... <laughs> That, that, place to be that's heard. That's a model for showbiz. Like that's what Lauren Michaels does. Yeah, that, right. Totally. He right. just goes, "Who's the hottest twenty-five-year-old? Let's kind of. I'm going to give him an opportunity. Right. And then, and he's been doing it for forty years. Well, who you? Who are you listening to right now? Um, I'm listening to. Uh, um, well, I'm listening to his band Candy Claws this morning. Uh, so that's really what I'm listening to. But I'm also, as far as rap. I'm listening to the Earl Sweatshirt record, and that's pretty much it right now. Is it really good? It's good for me. Uh-huh. You know, it's good what for is, me. What do you mean by that? Well, it's a well-written, don't-give-a-fuck rap album. You know what I mean? And that's purely what it is. Did you see those guys on Letterman? Um. Oh, when they did that? Uh, I don't know. Did you? Odd Future? Yeah, it was incredible. They yeah, came oh, out. Yeah. They were like rapping. It was a real weird kind of like, you know, very them them kind of right. aggressive, you know, weird rap song that Dave Letterman clearly did not have a lot of relationship to. And then 
they just walk off stage and Dave comes out and he's like, oh, odd future. And then they kind of come back and they're kind of shoving Dave around and doing selfies with him. And like, they just didn't give a fuck about, you know what I mean? I was just thinking yeah. as a comedian to get on Letterman, you're like, uh, uh, you walk out, you're like, this is my big shot. And those guys are just like, who gives a shit? This old guy. And they're like, Take that me. is, well, the great thing about being a musician is you get to do seven shows in a week. Yeah. So you just get, whereas we have like, you get one shot every six months. On one TV show. Is that a... Oh, yeah. For the, with I mean, TV basically. Shows, yeah. Like Letterman or Fallon or whatever. Right. Um, you, you know that... Uh, it wasn't Jimmy... This guy named Danny Boy, comedian. Sure. Danny Boy. Did 11 minutes on Letterman. What? Whoa. He, he was supposed to do four. How'd he what? do that? He just didn't stop. They didn't play him off? No, he just didn't... He just didn't... You're, they're not going to play you off if you don't... Let them. Speaking of crazy stories, what's some crazy stories from those early days or just some crazy shit that you've seen in the rap world? Uh, yeah, a lot of strange things have happened, um, but nothing too fantastic. I remember I remember once when we, uh, me and some good lifers, we were uh, rapping at an event at Venice Beach, and my friends who I was with, everyone comes from different backgrounds, you know, in my crew. You know, I'm kind of, I was kind of always quasi bougie, but everyone else had kind of hood or hustler backgrounds or maybe not, you know. Anyway, one of my friends decided to steal. We're at the event. He stole all the clothes and backstays are being provided for us. He took them and put them in our car. And um, so, like, we were about to leave. And the guy's like, where's where all the clothes? All of our clothes. And, and, and my friend pointed to me and said, man, bus driver, I mean, he's having he, – he, he literally said – like I had some sort of mental disability <laughs> and that I've been doing things like this lately and that it's been hard to do shows with me because I'm, you know, I'm just, I keep... Uh, he threw you under the bus. Thank you. That's I keep picking up things. I had this this kleptomania streak that I was trying to work through and they were trying to help me. So he pointed at me and the guy went up to me like, what the fuck? And I was like, I remember I said something. I pretty much, I screamed. I screamed. Not, he wasn't coming at me really aggressive. I just heard what my buddy was saying. And I screamed, and then I just said no. It was really weird. I was like, ah, no, and then I walked away. <laughs> so I think he was convinced that I did it, that I was crazy, but he just didn't mess with me. That, is not that was good... your natural reaction. Yeah. It also would have been the reaction of the, the kleptomania the had created. Yeah, exactly. That they created for you. So you know what? I, I'm not sure that I didn't steal the clothes. Oh, to this day, you might have stolen the clothes. I was, I was a crazy kid. But anyway, I was like 17 at the time. Were but. you guys... Were you guys all getting high a lot? I mean, psychedelics and stuff like that. You I seem like a guy that might have dabbled. I've only I've only recently started dabbling, but I I, I didn't dabble. Oh, is that right? Yeah. How come? Why'd you wait? You know what? I just never was into it. I think it was because all my homies were really into it, and I I wanted them to always. You know what it was? I always wanted them to regard me as someone other than them. You know what I mean? Even I'm, your friends. Yeah. I'm like, I always wanted them to respect me. So I was like, I'm not going to smoke weed. I'm just going to be the weird guy in the corner. And do you like weed now? Um, I like I like ease. I like making life easier. Ease. E-A-S-E. I like ease. I, yeah. Is that a new drug? Is that a new <laughs> street <laughs> ease, drug? No, 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 no. Ease. There's, is that's that a new Molly. code name Ease. Guys, there's going to be a new shipment of ease coming that, in. Yeah, I think that's what I may have to go into because this rap, this rap shit is difficult. So. Uh, you said you're a bougie. Yeah. How, relative to your friends, how were you bougie? How did you grow up? Well, um, I grew up in a, in a half in an upper middle class household and like half or 30% in a 
lower class household. So How was it divided up? The um, way, was it by wings, like the basement and the bathroom, or the lower <laughs> middle class? Yeah. yeah. Well, my 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 father did well for himself, and uh, my mother has had troubles. So, uh, but I, you know, I shared their lives. And your father was. Tell us who your father was. Uh, my daddy, he, he kind of blew up in the nineties. He started, uh, uh, doing TV sh- stuff when I was a kid. He started writing for television when I was really young. His first show was happy days actually. Come on. Yeah. Your dad he, wrote on happy days. He was one of the many writers. It on was that inevitable show. that you go into the rap game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the first black writer on that show. And, uh, from there he just kind of, things kind of snowballed. He, uh, he worked on Mary with children. He was part of that show. From the beginning, was he one of the creators? Yeah, no, he wasn't one of the creators, but he was. He was always. He was attached one to the, the show from the gate. Children was black though, right? Or were they both yes. black? Yes. Yes. No one knows that. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, and they used to always. Um, the reason me and the great Dave Chappelle would never divide up credit is because those get they would all one married with children. They would always go, "Who wrote what?" Oh, because they wanted to discount either like it's a black genius oh, or like racism. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They absolutely they uh, wanted to like, oh, the white guy did it or whatever. Uh, <laughs> your dad is a his name's Ralph. Ralph correct? Farquhar. My dad, Ralph Farquhar. And yeah. what is he wrote? Crush Groove. He wrote Crush Groove as well. It's a it's a it's a very influential hip hop movie that happened. When that happened in in, in the eighties, and uh, and that so that was before you were rapping. That was that. That's what helped me rap. Actually, interesting. I was probably like eight or nine no i was 11 at the time and um crush group had come out and the soundtrack came out and it was a big deal because it was a it was a large-scale rap movie that had you know good distribution and run dmc was in it l cool j it was all the be- was rick rubin in it too rick rubin was in it i mean the story of crush Rubin is essentially the story of def jam right jeff jam was started and uh and uh with uh the russell simmons character Kind of being at the at the lead. Is that Blair Underwood? Blair Underwood played the Russell Simmons yeah. character. Neil, your father wrote Mr. Saturday Night. Is that correct? That is not at all That's true. That's how you got into the <laughs> That's comedy how I got into comedy. He wrote Punchline That's right. with Tom Hanks. Uh, and did you, were you on set or was it just, it gave you sort of like, see, what about that made you feel like, oh, I could, I should want to try that. I got to meet LL Cool J. That's enough. He had you at first lick lip. lip I mean, lip, lick. and this is the real LL Cool yeah, this J. Yeah, in his glory, nineteen, twenty-year-old LL. Not the, not the, not the guy who kowtows to real, to strange, <laughs> racially motivated pleas. I don't not know that what guy. you heard about LL Cool J, but he recently beat up a burglar, and that's the real LL Cool J. Yeah, but he after that he made this song. Then with, he did accidental racist. Yeah. <laughs> I think so don't know who he is anymore. I yeah. think with how LL looks, he has to beat someone up once a week. Yeah, yeah, definitely there's to keep no, that physique going. It's no a waste way. of a physique. Did yeah. I ever talk about when I parked next to LL Cool J on this no. podcast? I parked next to LL, and I was like demonstratively pretending to be looking for something in my car so that I could get out of my car at the same time. But it, it went on for an awkwardly long <laughs> amount of time. Like, oh, where is that thing I've been looking for? Because I really wanted to get him on the podcast, but yeah. I was also just like, uh, what's, uh, what else do I got? And then finally I just gave up and walked away. Have I have you- some good news. He's coming on next week. Oh, Kidding. thanks. That's really awesome. <laughs> to beat everyone up. Yeah, yeah gonna, <laughs> to beat up burglars. Uh, he, I heard a friend of mine saw, I don't know if I ever tell this, saw Schindler's List. With LL Cool J in the theater. And he left? No. At the end of the movie, everyone's crying. 
You know, it's like it's like a Sunday afternoon in fucking Brentwood. Everyone's crying. What I'm trying to say is a lot of Jews. Sure. Uh, and uh, LL stands up, bangs on his chest, and goes, "That shit was emotional." No, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's how yes. LL Cool J experiences emotion. Yeah. He can't actually do them. R- yeah, regularly. that shit was emotional. He just says it out loud. Chest. Yeah, I feel sadness inside. Yeah. Um. Now, all right, so you wow. met LL, and you were like, that's something. Was he, you were so compelled by him, or you were so, so compelled by? He was, a, he was a gritty, go-for-the-guts rapper at the time. Right. And uh, if you ever get the Holy Ghost in rap, you know, that archetype will always stand out to you as something you want to aspire to. You know what I mean? And he was right. that dude. In Crush Groove, LL Cool J scene is responsible for many a guy's, you know, rap careers or inspired many verses because it was interesting. It was it was it was just the the um, the impact of it was was just so uh yeah so he really, stark. Like every verse he would step into. No, but but I'm saying in Crush Groove he 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 he's basically auditioning to be down with the uh, label and it's 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 a great scene. Like <laughs> they're all like, no, we don't have any more. Uh, Auditions and Jam Master Jay is about to is like reaching for his gun and they're like wait wait hold on let's hear this kid and L Cool J turns to his man who's got the boom box and he goes box he guy presses the boom box and the beat starts and he's just like oh shit he starts he gets hyped and he goes into it and it's crazy he's wearing a kango and he's skinny he's got his tracksuit on it's just can't fuck with it he that's kind of how he got signed he used to send <laughs> tapes to Rick Rubin's dorm room exactly. And uh, and then Horovitz heard, like was just listening to tapes at Ad well, Rock, and he was like, "This fucking kid's good, really." And he was like seventeen. But it's like, I mean, to me, rap is only important because it's like really the last American folk music. You know what I mean? Right. That's really what it is. It's folk music. It's the only thing that we have that's that really applies to now. That is a byproduct of now. You know what I mean? That's you know, rap's time is is at the moment you know i mean it's not like rock and roll the blues that that have kind of been displaced you know right what do you mean when you say folk music what does that mean to you (laughs) it's indigenous music indigenous (laughs) music but is it about a message because like you know you arguably you could say like like electronic music like house and techno is another american indigenous it is but it doesn't have any words or particular meaning other than hey let's it still think. is yeah you think of that as a kind of folk music or is it the fact that rap actually also has no it is talking about their own experience well it's that there's a message in it and it's that and that it's it hasn't plateaued yet it's still evolving currently and people's interest in it is still kind of swelling so it's still it's still kind of very much a part of our culture now you know what i mean that that's why it's uh it's uh it's unique and uh it should be paid attention to and it's weird because it is indigenous to the people who are doing it like rap is indigenous to me which is weird you know it's like you know i feel like i'm some like i don't know some tribesmen you know and you know kind of like channeling these strange songs <laughs> sung to me by like by like plants you know but uh so that's why it's interesting. I was with you until plants. I'll be honest, you lost me at plants. You know what? I was Fuck in the galaxy. Motion, I'm still with him. Okay. I was talking to the <laughs> motion. Get out of here. We're All talking right. about. Plants. I'm gonna take off. You I don't know about the Stevie Wonder fucking plant I, shit. I was talking to the unicorns. But do you consider yourself a great rapper? Because lyrically, from my perspective, you're very high up there. I try. I try. I've always thought that we were good, but I just try. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we've just introduced we? you to a humble rapper. L.A. F- oh, right. You consider yourself very much a part of the L.A. scene. Yeah. I mean, I think we can take dudes out, but I just try. What do you think about this Kendrick Lamar thing, this control thing? Do you have any opinion? Do you know where Kendrick Lamar's from? Compton? Yeah. You know how far away that is from here? Far? 40 minutes? Yeah, not that far. Oh, not far. Okay. I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> right. He Plant? was trying to he was trying to go the other way with it. That's basically less. So he's he's from he's from LA. Yeah. So So therefore you support him. Roars of applause from my corner. Yeah. You know. Have you heard my response video to Kendrick Lamar? Posted I don't think on so. YouTube yesterday, over a thousand hits. Right? Really? Yeah. Whoa. One on YouTube, thousand hits. Um, what do you? <laughs> but didn't fire. he say he was the best New York rapper? He said he was the king of New York, but he was intending to inspire some sort of like. No, no, I don't. Very, it's so he was not. Very conscious, it's like a non-issue. No, I know. But like, he was like very consciously <laughs> trying to inspire a, a people going, "Hey, don't say that." You yeah. know? And he did. That's exactly. He got exactly what he wanted out of that. Yeah, it's like just because he spit. Every rapper wants to murder every other rapper. Right. It you wasn't I mean? even. Like, didn't seem point. that controversial. Or that. I don't. You know what it's. What's funny about this, I always find that people tend to underestimate how rappers feel about their work or their impact of their work. So they think, I think people think that the knee-jerk reaction to this would be like, oh, fuck you. You know what I mean? Because I think they think they're rappers or black guys. That's just how they react to shit. You know, there's just this knee-jerk, hostile reaction. But in reality, most rappers are like, dope. You murdered it. Good right. job. Right. Seven rappers were like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? The seven mentioned? Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The seven rappers were like, no, that's bullshit. You know, and it's like most guys are like Nas, Jay-Z. They're like, good job. Right. Those guys don't yeah. give a shit. Because it's yeah. just he kicked an amazing first. That's it. Right. And he yeah. is. He is um, one of the hottest guys. No, he, the other thing so was good. he didn't need, need. He was already better than everybody he mentioned. Right. He was already doing. He had already made a better record. But it's like any of those guys that he met. But it's like it doesn't matter. The point is that Kendrick is a hungry rapper, and he got to this point where people pay attention to him. But he's still hungry, you know what I mean? He still got yeah. that same like I'm I'm trying to do this shit. So right. he's like, now everyone in the world pays attention to me. I'm still trying to do this shit, right? <laughs> and that's what what that is, you know what I mean? How do you yourself divvy when you're approaching like a do you do you see the difference between proper records and mixtapes? Yes, I do. Walk me through the difference. Mixtapes can be very entertaining because you don't have. <laughs> I think uh, I think the the point of mixtapes is to inspire. You know what I mean? And uh, yourself, other rappers, to inspire the audience to get behind you, to inspire people to be like, "This dude got bars. His producer is crazy. His backstory is enthralling. His haircut is asymmetrical." I fuck with him. You know what I mean? Right. And then the record is like, oh my God, he's been so good for so long. Now I will give him my money and listen to his soapy love songs. And, you right, know, his, dope, his dopey radio songs. You know, or, or maybe listen to his brilliant magnum opus. I don't know what. But like mixtapes are to garner attention. Records right, are, like, collect the money. are like the victory lap. Yeah. What, you, could you answer this question? Top five hip hop albums ever? For you? Oh, I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, I have a question, Moshe. You were shut down. I definitely was shut down. In that <laughs> no, question. no, but I, 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 don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just, I can't even. Who cares? All right. So mixed, how, you've made how many mixtapes? 
Not a lot. I'm not really from that era of Super Duper a lot, but I, I kind of am. Because I wonder what guys' approaches from a rhyming... Do you like go, that's a mixtape rap, or is that a is that a mixtape rhyme, or this is a record rhyme, or like... Because I'll listen to Lil Wayne's mixtapes, and I'll go, he has one of my the best couplets, the most good couplets in a row on this song called Wasted, which I've talked about before. It's literally got like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then... But it's on one of those like I'm a I'm a monster whatever his records. Uh, so I just wonder what guys think of when it's like it's almost like with comedians it's like oh that's a panel story yeah it's uh-huh. like a story you tell on panel or that's a joke you do panel meaning panel when you're on when a you, night when you're like a guest night. in the Tonight Show and you go you know what's funny I just took the train right and well, then you, you tell yeah, your story now, uh, Neil uh, apparently you t- you that's, took the train is yeah, that right exactly. yeah uh, so I wonder as a rapper do you sort of think about that or is it just you you hear a beat and you're like i'm gonna make a song in an hour well i'll tell you what a rapper should do now is that they should compartmentalize their efforts into the go hard very impressive raps and then into the more topical song oriented raps you take those two bins and you just put them in your house and you make shit and you throw raps or songs in each of those bins and that's what people do i don't do that because I'm retarded. Oh, uh, you're retarded. That just well, makes. Well, you've got. You've got. Uh, well, he's a uh, he's he's a kleptomaniac. No, right. well, no, I'm not retarded. Certain parts of me have retarded, and you know. But um, um, shout out to people with who are retarded. We have a lot of retarded listeners. So people with mental health issues. Be real careful with uh, who I know. We'll get a lot of very poorly worded emails. <laughs> but um, um, I don't do that as much because I um. I like albums, even though I don't make albums that well. I tend I tend to write gearing towards an album, but I have but I do make mixtapes and stuff as well. And when you say the to- that would be the topical, meaning like they're only supposed to, they're only intended to last six eight weeks over a hot track. That's the hot. Track <laughs> no, no, no. Now. I mean topical. I mean like like a song. Like like I mean mixtape songs can be songs, but just more of a subject matter that you kind of have to abide to. But, you know, that, that's not necessarily the truth. Honestly, I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about. I really don't. You yeah, know? you do. Yeah, you do. I really don't. I mean, because cause, cause, cause I don't do it as much. I don't do the, I don't do like a thousand mixtapes. But I do do a lot of free songs. When you say that you're retarded, <laughs> um, do you feel like, do you want to write more? Well, I don't, I'm not really worried about my output. I'm doing what I'm doing. As long as I can keep doing it and being inspired, I'll keep going for it. But I will say this about rap and mixtape culture. I would like rap to take the album back rather than it being mired in just a sea of really good mixtapes or sometimes questionable mixtapes. I think Kendrick's album was an album. I know, but, but everyone's album builds up to... A career's worth of work, right? I mean, I mean, career's worth of work builds up to an album. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how it works in rap, and that's cool. I like that because you get a lot of stuff, and that's why everyone's excited in these little bubbles of rap. But it's like, can a guy just come out, put out a record, and he's great? Right. Well, somebody, <laughs> Call it a day. Somebody was saying recently that Shuffle killed the album. Uh, you know. Oh yeah. On on your iPod. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I have songs of his that I didn't know were his. Right. 
of yours. But then, you I know, know back yours. in the day, you hear like low end theory or you hear like, yeah. you know, uh, appetite for destruction. Or These are like they aren't just a number of great songs together, but they also have a contiguous kind of thing. You know what I mean? And like, I do think that in general, the music has been been affected by shuffle. And definitely. And probably budgets, I would think, too, because you can take you could take a long time to make those records. And also people would buy your album. They wouldn't just yes. buy, you, buy it song by song. That's what I mean. The economic demands, the economic pressures on rap have really dictated where it, where it goes. You know what I mean? And like, like that's why you have mixtapes because no one can sell a record out the gate. You know? Yeah. You have to have mixtapes. You have content. to make three free albums. You the, basically have to do an internship. Right. Who's making albums With the listener. Good album. I mean, Kanye... Yeah, Kanye, Big Boy's album is good. Um, Kendrick. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people make good records. Um, there's this kid on Stone's Throw named Homeboy Sandman. He's pretty good, and uh, there's a bunch of kids who do really good records. Homeboy Sandman. Yeah, he used to work at the Apollo. Is that right? <laughs> No, same guy, same fella. <laughs> That'd be great if he came out boy. with an album. But, uh, and I, I have a bunch of friends. Maya. Collective in LA, Hellfire Club, which is kind of an offshoot of Project Bloat. It's just like Hellfire Club. Hellfire Club. Isn't that's that the, those are the mute. Are you guys named yeah, the mutants. Yeah, we are the naughty mutants. Just to just to let you know where our, what our creative aspirations are. Right. But uh, that's kind of my my little corner of things right now currently. And we make a lot of good records. Uh, my buddy Open Mike Eagle is really good. He's from LA. He's from Chicago. But he lives in LA, and uh, he makes great records. And he's a sexy guy. He oh, was just great. on Marin's show, Mike it, Eagle. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a really good guy. He used to be a teacher. He used to be a teacher. And, uh, You're hip-hopping the mic again. Oh, am I? Well, yeah. What does that do when I hip-hop the mic? I think it's going to probably boom out your sound. You does it sound like very loud. Biggie when I do? Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm too close to the mic, too. Can oh, I ask shit. you a very broad question? Yeah. How do you write rhymes? Oh, no, but I know it's a horrible question. I'll talk to you. I'll tell you how we write jokes. Please do. That's what I want to know. Okay. He, he's going to tell you how I write jokes. What? Basically, <laughs> you'll come up with a premise. Can I tell you how you write jokes? Too? Yeah, please. That, that sounds even more exciting. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you how you write rhymes. We come up with you come up with a premise of like, uh, I actually couldn't even explain it. Oh, that was good. Okay. That was Neil Brandon. <laughs> okay, on comedy, I have a new joke. No, I have a new joke, oh, wait, which is. Which is uh, the joke, and I'm, it's not even all the way done. All right. It's a joke about how, the, how, how, TV, how, I'm sorry, how telephones have made us all into like little medieval kings. Mm-hmm. We have too much power, and the, and the illustration is the language of Instagram and Twitter, which is like, how many followers do you have? Uh-huh. Do you uh-huh. have many followers? So basically, <laughs> once you have that premise, yeah. then I just go down the list of things that you do with the phone. After that, it was like... Google, find the finest Italian restaurant in the land. <laughs> Draw up a map. And then so basically you're just thinking illogically. You're think, it's what Seinfeld calls thinking logically on an illogical plane. Like, and then right. I'm going to take a picture of my food. Now that I would say is a very cl- a much more classic approach to writing jokes. That's a that's yes. a much more like that's the science of of jokes. That's the way beautiful. I write is pretty different than that. Which is, but I would say yours is a more classic, more. Uh, my thing is usually that I just get on stage with some sort of idea or a story that I think is funny, and I find out where the comedic beats are within it. Yeah. So those are, I mean, then that those are pretty typical. Two different kind of approaches. 
What that's is what's your typical approach with? Uh, that's really funny. You is guys, it a theme? Is it a is it a couplet? Is it? My approach is more akin to what you described. What it's, Neil described. Yeah, it's a lot of notes. Actually, what I mainly do because what I do all the time is just write notes. If I find if I come up with something to say that I like, I come up with some couplets. Because I do a lot of rhyming in my songs, a lot of like two part, four part, right. six, eight part rhymes. I, so I'm always thinking about rhymes, so I'm doing no, that well, a lot. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, that's a, you have an interesting. Do you feel like you had this type of? Do you, you? I'm assuming you have a good brain for hip hop in that your brain you've it it's predisposed to kick out rhymes, and you've trained it to kick out rhymes. I definitely have things that I've learned that let me do it. Yeah. So wait, a two-part rhyme is like <laughs> what? A two? Oh, just like a couplet, like, like, like Subway, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna make the thugs pay. I don't okay, know. Okay, so that's a two-part two-part rhyme. rhyme. So four-part rhyme would be Subway. I'm gonna make the thugs well, pay. Well, and, and I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go skateboard at the pawn shop. I hate you, Lord. You let my mom's and pops, you know, do something stupid. <laughs> so the rhyme comes at the end of like a longer kind of thought. Yeah, you can do it. Actually, let me let me think about something I wrote because I can't I can't think right now. Let me let me think of something. Um, Google this motherfucker, Moshe. Uh, Googling. It's like this. Children. <laughs> Google no. Google is right. We can walk through because I'm I'm fucking because no one can explain it. Right. Um, We're real close. I feel it. Yeah. I want. I'm a kick a rhyme, and I'm just kind of gonna explain the methodology, just for mainly yes. my own sake. Um, and it goes like this. Bam. A lucky break is always too uncommon. That's why I consume the ramen. Though I pride myself a modern day tune common. Venting through the music column saying, fuck your wants and don't use the condom. Rude problems lie in my inability to stage a boycott. <laughs> anyway, and it just, that rhyme is just using couplets. And I'm kind of just, most of my rhymes come from a place of self-deprecation. And so I'm always like, trying to say funny self-effacing things right and just use little funny couplets that's my that's my go-to thing but then sometimes i'll come up with a a manner of writing that i like like some classical victorian nonsense and i'll be like oh what if i wrote a rap like that but i was dissing a dude like oh well i like that song that <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's well that's 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 something else that's when you that doing those kind of songs where I have to shadow a riff, right? It's that's a whole different process because you just have the template of how the rap's gonna sound based upon the beat. Yeah, if you if you wrote if you've already written the music and you've got the riff, you have to just like tie into the riff. But you can also go the other way. You you can tie into it rhythmically, but not. Yeah, I mean, well, with me, if I have a song like that, I'm gonna stick to the riff. You know what I mean? And I I hug the riff like in my song Imaginary Places where. It has that uh that uh, classical run from uh from that Beethoven number. You uh I pretty much just hug the riff throughout the whole song and have to just rhyme, you know, keep it. But everything rhymes and it makes sense. It's just you know, it's just really quickly, <laughs> it's really quickly spat, you know, to kind of hug to the riff. But what I'm what I really like doing is I really like just thinking of stuff randomly and just going with that. Like I like what you were talking about, Moshe Kasher, how <laughs> I'm a, Thank yeah, you. Thank how you how, you how you how you just how you just oh how you just uh 
come up with something fantastic and then you just kind of just like without any kind of <laughs> guidelines you just kind of riff on it and just bend and go somewhere i really always shoot for that you know but i'm not as i'm not really as courageous as i want to be so he's well, because you're a very, and I think maybe you and but the you've ocean. done a hundred something songs, right? I know, but everything is, you know, you got to change it you're up. Still and, disappointed with you? Yeah, you always, you always got to look for shit. I mean, that's why you do it. You're always looking for stuff. But do you're you, also a very, you're a very technically gifted rapper. I mean, that is, you know, let. I mean, that's just true. Your your rhymes are very sophisticated. They're very quick. They're very fast, and and also very cogent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I really rely on the regiments I was talking about, mm-hmm. making couplets and making notes building a song you know rather than just being on one and just writing it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um it's slow it takes a month or two to write a song sometimes it'll take a year that's just because i'm being lazy or being picky you know what i mean and, but anyway that's what i do do you feel an affinity for other people that rap quickly or do you not feel that at all? Or do you? Because like when I meet a guy that does something similar to what I do comedically, I go like, "Oh yeah, that guy's kind of like we're kind of kindred." Or you're like, "Fuck that guy." Or that too, yeah. yeah. But do you feel that? I feel bad. I just kicked a really like slow rhyme. I should have like just here. No, you didn't. That didn't oh, come. Oh, that, that was, was slow for you though. Oh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I I do. I feel an affinity for rappers who value rhythm. Right. Because me rapping fast, I just I like rhythm. And I'm like, you know, and the funny thing about rhythm is that what I enjoy, this is one of the things I like about rap the most, is that rhyme schemes line up with the rhythms that you use, and it just creates these beautiful just webs of just clever asides, you know, and that's what rap is. And that's mainly, that's that's the hallmark of my approach, just nerding out on those technical aspects. Will you have a beat for a month and then go like, I need to match... The, uh, I need to fucking fill this song out. Yeah. And and then you'll go for and then you'll go through your notes and go like yeah. and go da 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 da. Take this part from yeah. that notebook. Take yeah. this part from. Yeah. Um. That's what I do. And do you guys <laughs> get like, yo, what's up with that beat, man? <laughs> I take my t- well. There's different shit that you do. If you have time to do that, you do that. If you got to turn in something for someone else, you know you got to you know it's crunch Speed time. It right. It's interesting. I'm thinking like. Rap basically is the most sophisticated form of rhyme stuff that, like, poetry that rhymes is always like, oh, You can select poetry. the rhythm. But, but, like, rap, like, the level that rap has gone to, probably because it ha- it's informing itself from being popular, the pop- a popular music form, it's like, where people like you and, and Talib Kweli and these, like, super sophisticated rappers have gone with rhyming, with the stricture of being stuck in a thing that has to rhyme, has made it, like... More sophisticated than rhyming ever was in sort of like poetry yeah. terms before hip hop came around. It can get good. It's good. <laughs> it can be yeah, good. Hey, we like. Look, we love. Music. We've been behind hip hop the whole time. That's why I like uh, the Earl Sweatshirt record, and that's why I like my buddies in Hellfire Club. Open my ego. I can't say enough about him. I just got a song of his mastered, and it's in my head, and he's just in my life. But um, but yes, rap writing could be very involved. Yeah, very colorful. Uh, do you feel like you learned anything from your father as a writer? My dad is a very efficient, um, writer and, um, and, uh, what I've learned from him is that, you know, a big part of the craft is dedication and just being steadfast, you know, right. there's no, 
I don't know of any song I've done that's ended with a payoff as I recorded it <laughs> or as I wrote it. You know what I mean? There, you know, when I wrote a, when I wrote certain songs that I've been known for, you know, confetti didn't fall from the rafters. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just kept doing it. Then I moved on to the next one, and that's you know that's what it's about. But it, but there is. So it is. It's it's the journey. It's the thing. journey, right? It's that old fucking it, thing that it is the journey. I keep thinking, I keep oh, hoping it's going to be the the, de- the destination. But One of these not, motherfucking times, it is the journey. It's the journey. It's the journey. I mean, at least with me, man. But you know, that's because. Yeah, but that's a way. That's a way better way to. I mean, that's a way better. You've had a longer career. You've been making money rhyming over beats longer than most people. That's a relative phrase. Making money. I've been making. Yeah, I agree. Money. But I, I'm not saying you're the fucking wealthiest guy in Hollywood, but I've you've made my living. I stitch together dollars. That's what I do. Yeah, but by and by not sort of by being steadfast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you were saying to me that you are you have mastered the living below the poverty line with <laughs> style. Is that correct? Um, not with style, just um, with intention for better things. <laughs> But uh, yeah, do you want, do you, is that something? Do you aspire to be wealthy, or do you even is that even part of the equation? Um, I don't know. Well, I think wealthy. What I understand of wealth is so beyond what I need that I don't know. I know that I want things, but I don't know if that would equate to being wealthy. You well, know, like have you ever thought about <laughs> like like doing what Black Eyed Peas did, which is like, if you look at the early Black Eyed Peas albums, yeah, yeah. this is like straight up hip hop, good stuff. And then yeah. you can very clearly see a moment where someone was just like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's make some money. It was, I, it was, in, it was Jimmy Iovine. It was like, get this girl Fergie <laughs> and let's make some money. Yeah, let's, let's stop make making money. like in, in music yeah. with integrity I, I, and let's start well, making some party jams never, and make some money. I never liked Black Eyed Peas. They're always a pop group, you know. But even the, even, even their first the, album? Yeah, they just they just ramped it up. They just got serious at one point and they said, you know what? We're going for the world. They yeah. supercharged their shit. And that's what every act does at some point to varying degrees of success. So. Right. <laughs> All right, do you, do you, is that something that interests you? Well, the reason why that hasn't happened with me is because I don't have any hands in my pot. I'm Meaning a, managers, agents, labels. I, I've been self-managed on my career. I've gone from label to label. And I just kind of go where the work tells me to go. But right. if I came to you in a genie outfit, okay, mm-hmm. and I go, I am the genie Satan, here's my deal for you. You go, start making some garbage rhymes, and I promise you that you will be a top 10 selling artist, and you're going to be rich and famous, but you can never do good hip-hop again. I'm going to say this. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's a great, that's a great uh, kind of uh, question to pose to me. But I'm going to say this because I think it's important. I don't really mind doing that. I've done a bunch of garbage stuff for commercial reasons. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't really work for me. I haven't made the connection. And it's not, it's not because I'm trying to sell out. I just don't, I don't discount the use of music as you know like if if you want to use the song for an ad i want to use this for something or is this song going to be my blow-up song that's fine they're just they're they're byproducts of me that i can you know i can come up with and i don't really mind so i'm not really worried about selling out it just hasn't happened for me and i'm not really looking for it i'm just trying to do songs that i think are cool which is really selfish have you ever ghostwritten for anybody i've i've written for rockefeller and i've written for other things and uh but yeah, I've written random things, but nothing, nothing that you would have heard of. <laughs> what um, do you can talk about? 
Did uh, what do you think your reputation is amongst? Are you do people? Are you are you do other hip hop artists think of you as like you want some art shit? Probably. How do people think? How do what do people think of Bus Driver? They think of Bus Driver as an outsider kind of rap act. They think of him as kind of a, maybe a lost cause in how dedicated he is to this outsider shtick. And yeah. They think of him in that way. I'm referring to myself in the third person because no, yeah, because because I that's d- what kings do. Because <laughs> that's because that's what rap dudes do. <laughs> yeah, you legally you have to. At some, point. I gotta talk. To, I gotta talk about the the God as if he's across the room. Um, do you? Uh, that's that's. But I don't. I don't mind that. Yeah, like when you talk about there's you. All right, but I would like to talk. You have you said you have a girlfriend. I do. And I would assume you do. You've always done well with girls, and I'll tell you why. You're because you're good looking. That's good. That's a. That's what? good. That's yes. good. Good. A, you're good, good looking. Stuff, Neil. B. You have a an artistic temperament. And but what I find about musicians is you don't like talking that much. You like it's not your number. You know how talking is like our fucking number one, two, and three mode of expression. Sure. As comedians, musicians, I find that even when we're not recording, yeah, I find musicians are sort of take a long time to <laughs> phrase things and think of, and it's like because it's almost like talking isn't your shit. Well, I'm I'm personally a bit of a recluse, right. So this is the first time I've seen people all day who weren't in my house. Right. So it takes me a while to get warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But you know what I mean, though, because you're laughing about I musicians kind of naturally being what is halting. That? I, I just think that what you're – I just think your brains are such that that uh, they don't, they communicate and think and respond to different – Shit. Well, that's than a, most people, which is why girls like you, because <laughs> it's closer to what girls are like. Well, that's. I was thinking like it, if you compare. <laughs> you compare wow. what, what comedians are like to what what yeah. musicians are like. Comedians' whole thing is to make it appear as though what you're doing on stage, which is a very uh, deliberate performance, yeah. but it's supposed to look like you're just having a chat. Like you just yeah. are thinking everything that you're thinking of, you're thinking of in the moment, even though they know that that's not true. Yeah. They're supposed to be like, this guy's just talking to me like yeah. a regular dude. But a musician's doing a completely other thing, which is it's a very artificial thing that you're doing. You come out and you go, here's language, you know language, but instead of using it the way everybody does, I'm going to, I'm going to rhyme everything and complicate it, you know, so yeah, it's yeah. a different mode of thought kind of. Thing. Yeah. But it's also what you, what you're charged, what you spend most of your life doing i just me personally i just i don't trust myself so when i talk i'm like was that me did i represent my intentions properly <laughs> will i regret this the next moment you know what i mean like, as comedians we think like that was great yeah that but, was, everything we said was like that was amazing but, i am a genius that, that was, was me. i don't know where that came from that wasn't you that was something better than you but that's what to me i've always been like that but that's why i need to rev because rev gave me a lot of artificial um um, confidence that I've filled out into some sort of real confidence. You know what I mean? Oh, that's great. That's a yeah. great. Oh, yeah. that's what I was going to ask you about when got, you were talking about there's no 
sort of judgment as to what someone's talking about, whether it's violence or sex well, or lamb, space lambs. I was talking about the Good Life Cafe and how people enjoyed, you know, the rappers they enjoyed didn't all come from the same school. You know what I mean? Right, but uh, what I'm saying is, do you find that guys use that shit as a crutch? Meaning yeah. it's like, I'm just going to talk about pussy, or I'm just going to talk about violence, or that's that's that, it's all a crutch. That's what everyone does. Everyone, in, in the world or in music? I would Well, definitely in music. Yeah, if you have a subject that you can, you know, if you, yeah. Oh, this You're almost hiding behind it. You can hone in on a subject. This motherfucker bus driver's talking about a mythical lamb again. <laughs> right, but you, no. can, you can hide behind it, kind of. I mean, yeah, you can hide behind a subject matter. I mean, if you don't have anything, if you don't really have a voice, and if you plug into something that you can kind of emulate, yeah, you can, yeah, of course. I mean, but I... In rap, it's readily apparent <laughs> because of um, all the all the weird chest puffing that comes along with it, and people really <laughs> seem to gravitate to it. But um, I don't know. I don't really think that that's unique to rap. It's just it's just with rap, it's more apparent because I don't know. Do you think it's unique to rap? Because I'm trying to think of what other rap's the only. I guess rock and roll is is there is there I mean, is a love lot of bravado. bravado. No, there's nothing like rap. Well, no, I mean as far as bravado, yeah, rap has that has that kind of cornered. There's no thing that's ever been as centered on the person that's doing the, the doing the art, the order, yeah, than hip hop. I mean, that is the thing. Is I am this, I am that. Even when you're abstract and mythical lamb, it's still about like I am, right? The mythical lamb, yeah, and it's the way of yeah, that's interesting. Well, maybe no stand-up really... comedy. Honestly, we talk a lot about ourselves and everything's about our own perspective and our own observation. But I feel like we're exacting... Comedians are exacting some kind of revenge. <laughs> Meaning it's like, we're like, oh, so then this motherfucker cut me off. It's all about like... Even Seinfeld was on Howard Stern talking about his entire act is based on anger. Uh-huh. Seinfeld. Right. Like the true, least right. ben, the what most benign. The the yeah, like fucking the fountains. yeah, like the pilot comes on. Yeah. I and, don't like it. Yeah, it's like you're furious at these things, so it's like, okay, my turn. And then you so I'm wondering, I guess it is the with 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 hip hop and music in general, it is a bit like it is a bit it's it's a less direct it's a more indirect response. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> rap rap tends to be a reaction people's verses tend to be a reaction to their surroundings and their community and their relationships with their peers like cuz either you're you know talking about how much you're the shit amongst them or you're talking about how you're able to like get money or get you know get women um, get women in, you know, more than they can. I mean, that's kind of like at the base of where rap goes. But from that, you know, you can really, you can do a bunch of things. Like, you, I mean, it's all kind of about empowerment. You can talk right. about how how knowledgeable you are, how how out there you are, how many, you know, how many trips overseas you take. You know, it's it it is all about kind of like bigging yourself up. It's, it's kind of they're kind of like self help. Speeches, you know what I mean? Yeah, for like you know, Jay Z is Tony Robbins for black. People. I mean, yeah, it's that's kind of like a self help yeah. speech for dudes in the trap. The San Francisco, sure, right? That's really interesting. 
Um, All right, well, we're running out of time, but I would love to get uh, Neil. Did you want to grab this one? I would love to get you to. I don't want to put him on the spot. That you don't have thing. to. You can say no, but we'd love to hear a couple of, you know. Oh, bars. Yeah. You do you to, do your listeners really want to hear bars? I don't. Well, let's find out. <laughs> you don't have to. Moshi Kasher, do your listeners really want to hear bars? Li- <laughs> it's either you or me, and Neil won't let me rap. I don't like white people. I don't <laughs> like white rappers. I'm yeah. sorry. I've always. I'm sorry. I like saying your whole name. You have a beautiful name. Oh, thank you very much. That's a real reason. That's a fucking thing that a guy would say. That's how you get pussy. You say some shit like Moshe Kasher. That's a beautiful name. It is a beautiful name. It's like you're you're. I'm ready on to give you some, some pussy other, right now. You know? You're just on some other wavelength shit. It's just a different wavelength where you're hearing sounds and music and right. oh man, we got to get some. Some we got to get some girl. Oh, you're beautiful, baby. You don't even understand it, but yeah, you understand it. You know what you're doing. I mean, you drive the bus. You know. Uh, are you? How's your relationship with your girlfriend? Um, all my relationships are cloudy, strange, <laughs> <laughs> but I but I value them all. You know what I mean? But my relationship with my crew is weird. With my with my everybody is are weird. Are you the leader? I'm never a leader. I'm just hanging out. I'm always the oldest, but I'm never the leader. So you're <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm a kick. I'm a kick a verse that I that I worked on a few months ago. Um, hold on. Let me try to upload it to my to my head. Transferring. Um, okay. Here we go. You might live in a prune shrub, cause your company produced studs. Under the living system, under the habit of transfused blood. All the. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I just had a random fleeting thought. Um, What was the thought? I have to buy dog food. (laughs) Please don't. I have to buy dog food when I leave here. Don't. Don't make me. Don't let me forget. Here we go. Um. I'm a 99%er, 98% of the time, but I want to be a 1%er, not a 5%er. With a tongue depressor, I'm a moral center. I need to close your job in the private sector. A deposition that can break a lie detector. Throw pillows that shit like magenta and ideas that are right of center. But I'm a liberal, trying to get my hot opinion blogged. America's weaponized corner to cob, outsource the jobs, plus her cox's shish bob. <laughs> but the military's not a living god, so why should we adopt prison laws? What have they wrought in the hidden claws? Crown troops to get Ahmed in a job. Get clocked with a nigga squab Cause none of y'all got caught with business fraud Predatory lending was a story's ending Cause the Federal Reserve box with kidding claws They use quantitative easing To do away the liquidity trap <laughs> Crazy Gideon's back The subject monetary policy To put our winning impact some motherfuckers they camp in parks like some war of attrition. I caught them somewhere in Time Magazine Sports Edition Labeling the Oval Office the Sorcerer's Kitchen Yeah Got Ooh. through it Fantastic. Bus driver, ladies Bus and driver, gentlemen. I can't do go that. Can you? Download. You know what? I can't. No, I no can't. we can't do um, it. Dude, that was amazing. Fuck hey, with your uh, boy, Bus Driver Hellfire Club. I got dates. Yeah, go, go, uh, go to that website. Look up Bus Driver. And, that was, uh, go buy dog food. Yeah, don't forget that dog food. Yo, shout out to Kerry Washington. South Hellfire Kerry Club. Washington <laughs> forever. Now you're fucking with the champs. Abraham's 
are shuffling the razor brand and eyeballs to buy laws are leaping off the laser scan until your genotype and telling you to deep blow pipe if you don't do it well these hosts might the random carpenter code that fills the deficit in motor skills of onlookers raw sugars register and overkill within your colon wall so I can't eat bowling ball you squeeze out at the open call but what if you could inundate the open hearing with your shrewd barbs that a perforate the slogan nearing on the cue cards with your price of fine cuts are just apply blushes be squelch seek help and infilene and pine crust the job offers for Albanese account Dracula and calorie account spatula kitchen sapper and the lithograph on your Calvin Klein alkaline and rich go nad should I kiss your ass or drown you in the saffron soy dip a bummer sack on joystick and puts at my little speckled tight jumpsuit Mr. Applewhite grunt cute from the Calvin drunk sun Entire, entire. 